Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International, right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Astronet, Planet Paranormal, wherever else we are. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and all the way from across the pond is the ghost in ghost hunting, which is pretty old. I don't know. We'll have to have a, a redo on that one. That's, that's a couple of years old now. But anyways, the founder of Parascience, Mr. Stephen Parsons. Well, nobody superseded me as gold standard. Good evening. Well, yeah, but I mean, don't you have to be updated every so often? I was. Like software? <coughs> so, like <laughs> software? It did get updated. Wall Street Journal did it rerun the article, didn't they? Last year. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. In the I in the so. top ten Halloween articles. <laughs> You're killing me. Oh, ever. <clears throat> didn't notice so you I, in there though. So okay. anyways, I, I'm sitting here at the wife's desk and she's got all these religious stuff here, of course, and I realized that you have a patron saint. <clears throat> uh, we do. Saint Mr. George. Pars- no, no, Mr. Parsons, you personally. Do I? Saint Saint Jude is your uh Oh yeah. How's that then? He is the uh, helper of the hopeless. I'm beyond hope. Yeah, that's what I said, the hopeless. So anyways, uh, we got a great show today. Is, is, have we? Yeah, of course. Everyone's great. We have to say that. Okay. <laughs> Pretty bad. We want to say, well, you got a sucky show for you, which may be true, but that's besides the point. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. We're, what, three minutes into the show, you've insulted the guest. <laughs> we have a guest today? I didn't know that. Anyways, we have um, now. He, he doesn't exist until I introduce him. You know that. <laughs> Anyways, um, if you shot much, you'll be uh, coming over here once again to I irritate will. the hell out of me. You, you, yeah, I will. And um, yeah, but first, I've got to go back to Ireland. And oh, I got an email yesterday from um, Mr. Belanger. Belanger, him. Don't look back in Belanger. Yeah, whatever. And? Well, it seems he was on the hunt for somebody who knew stuff about time slips, and somebody said, you need to speak to Steve. He went, that name sounds familiar. Yeah. Who led him to there? You, uh, somebody that neither of us are connected to. Um, somebody in Ireland, uh, but not... No, I, actu- no I, I, actually, I actually told him that, that you were, uh, had Did a you? time slip. Yeah, of course. Oh no! Wait a minute. That was uh, that wasn't you. That was uh, uh, Mark Nesbitt. Are you sure he, that? Are you sure you didn't tell him tomorrow? I might have. Oh, five yeah. hours from now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we do have a show. So uh, all all the way from uh, someplace in the UK, I assume it's the UK, uh, is. Uh, well, I know where it is. <laughs> uh, Tomo Warrington. So, Hello. Hi, guys. So we calling you Tomo? You can call me Tomo or you can call me Thomas. I'm, I'm quite easy. Uh, <laughs> uh, where are you from, uh, Tomo? Uh, I'm from a little town in Lincolnshire. Which is? Uh, which is uh, it, it's kind of near East Anglia. Um, 
kind of halfway up the country of England. Oh, oh, oh just outside of Midsummer's. Yeah, okay, I understand. <laughs> oh, come on, it's Fighter Town, U- uh, U- UK. Yeah, Bomber County. <laughs> what? Home of the Royal Air that. Force. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. they all live there. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so that that's where Andrew Taylor must uh, live. No, 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 no. He's further over. He's in the next county. Yeah, whatever. So now that we get that useless stuff out of the way, uh, last time we spoke to you, uh, Tomo, uh, you were a member of a team, and I, I understand now you are no longer. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. I um, I left my team that I created. Uh, sadly, um, uh, it was about three, four months ago now. Um, so yeah, so all on my own now. <laughs> so how do you leave a team that you created? I say Sorry. This sounds like a, this sounds like a takeover coup. Uh, no, not at all. I, th- I think um, myself and the other co-founder we kind of grew apart, and we kind of uh, had different opinions on where to take where the group was going. Basically, uh-huh. um, I, I personally felt it was it wasn't it was going down the, the road of um, the entertainment side, uh-huh. um, whereas I wanted to take it a bit more seriously. Um, with, what with you doing on the show then? Uh, <laughs> well, I heard this was the best one, Steve. So, um... <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so, I, I want to ask you about. Wait a minute, there's an echo in here. Yeah, no, it's Tomo. Turn off your speakers, mate. Oh, okay. There are. All right, thank you. Uh, so, I wanted to ask you. You said you wanted to take it. It was going entertainment, and then you wanted to take it down the serious side so yeah when you say it's it's going entertainment it kind of give us that um, and then we can compare it i mean w- yeah. what, what is it what is a group that goes entertainment that i'm not well, sure uh, i mean we, we we started off quite a small group mm-hmm. um and we we was we was investigating some great locations that were um let's say um uh, uh were not heard of um that were basically new on the scene they weren't being overrun by the big ghost hunting companies um we were strictly members only um and then it started to go down the side of uh, inviting public to events and investigations um and then there was things like uh, fancy dress investigations that the, 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 the i know I know. Hey, um, I just scrolling through some pictures here of Ron doing fancy dress investigations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, go on, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start salt in I like this. Yes, yes, yes. Fancy dress investigations, I heard that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, then... Uh, uh, that definitely wasn't for me. Uh-huh. Um, okay. What are your thoughts on fancy dress investigations, Rob? Well, yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I've got to talk about that, actually, somewhere on why, because, you know, the gauntlet has been dropped. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> so I have to ask you, uh, what, what is the purpose for them doing these fantastic uh, investigations? What, what is uh, the purpose of I think well the last the, the the when I was like kind of in the process of leaving I think the last one they did was for Halloween, mm-hmm. um, so obviously it was a, a fancy dress party stroke ghost hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, which, was it 
Was it um, to make money? Is that was the purpose? Uh, well, I, I, from what I heard, it, it was it was uh, raising money for um, a location in Skegness, which was a charity run um, uh, museum. Um, okay. Which which is fine. Um, I don't I didn't mind that, um, but I just uh, it, I, it, I don't know. It was just. Um, it was labelling the group in the wrong sort of context that I wanted it to be, kind of thing, and um, I decided there, and then it was uh, enough's enough, and I wanted to concentrate on my other things like writing at the minute, so... Mm-hmm. So lots of tears were shed along the way? <laughs> I was quite upset, because obviously I did help uh, create the group, and uh, it's quite a big group now, and I've made lots of friends and things like that, so... Cool. It was it was quite upsetting, um, but I think I've definitely done the right thing because my some of my articles now are getting some really big uh, views and feedback. Um, oh sure, I, you got on the show with one. How can you yeah, beat that? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So it's going all good for me at the minute. I'm happy. Okay. So we've got that all straightened out, and then we'll no, talk we about. <clears throat> no, we have. <laughs> we is, we is there another voice here? I'm sorry. I was just going to, I, I'd asked the question earlier. Uh, what are your thoughts on fancy dress investigations? You see, I'm I looking love them. You know that. I, well, yes. I mean, you, yeah. you've got your, the world's largest dressy up box. But do I, mean, oh, I, don't, I don't know. It's either me or Andrew. I mean, that's. The well, thing. Yeah, now we, yeah, unfortunately, Andrew suffered a little bit of a, um, uh, a problem a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's, he lived in a thatch. cottage? Uh, yeah, well, he had to because he burnt the last one down. Um, oh, unfortunately, yeah. he he discovered uh, uh, that his roof discovered was fire. Fire in the in the roof, and uh, he's now relocating. So, so uh, hopefully, ghosts, give me a sign that you're here, and they burnt the house down. Something like that. But well, you know, he's he's settled now. Everybody's safe and well. So uh, hopefully, uh, he'll get on his feet again. But uh, yeah, well, I mean. You do dress up. But yeah, I, I have no problem so, with that because you know, Steve, you, you've known me long enough that there's actually two of me. There is. Yes, this fancy dress, Ron, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Mr. Ron. So there you go. <laughs> but uh, th- there's nothing wrong with it in my book. Now, that's just my opinion. Tom Thomas has is, is, got a, a much uh, different opinion, and, and I don't – that's – He's welcome to it, but I well, have. I mean, is there is there Tomo? Is there a conflict? I mean, you know, can you not do fun events occasionally to put stuff back? Um, uh, you know, as opposed to every investigation, does it always have to have a serious bias? Because now, now you put them on the fence. Now you, it's, it's yeah, that's tough. my job is to. I, I'm like no, the, not, I'm like, no not yeah. at all. Uh, it's a good question to ask, and I got I got uh, my finger on the button. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, do you know what? It, you, don't, you don't have to worry about uh, insulting me. Trust me, I've been insulted. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm not going to insult you at all. I just feel, for me now, um, the road I'm going down towards, I, I really want to take it a bit more seriously. Um, I haven't got any problem with groups out there doing the odd uh, fancy dress night and such things like that, raising money and stuff like that. I've got no problem with that. But then... On the flip side, I, I, I see people uh, kind of like uh, labelling uh, groups like that, uh, as in like kind of the gimmicky entertainment fun side of the ghost hunting uh, coin. Um, 
I don't know. It's 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 a tough one, really. Well, I mean, uh, can you really can you really take ghost hunting seriously? After all, you're looking for invisible people in the dark. That's a very good point. That's a very good point indeed. But I I feel that that it's nowadays it's more sort of uh, it's just people entertaining rather than doing some proper research and which is a damn shame i think can the two not be not be integrated though because uh, i was just going to say that you to, must have read my mind i did down that i did road of yours. i did because there is an opportunity Use, using entertainment or using you know the the, the sort of social draw to bring mm. people into the subject who are interested, but they think it may be too heavy to come mm. straight in and oh you know they're all sciencey and I wouldn't fit in. You know there mm. are you know, I've met plenty of people over the years who are intimidated by some of the people in teams. They think that they're you know they've they've got their heads up their ass and that the whole they take them themselves and what they do far too seriously. I think mm. you know we are dealing with it, with. Uh, it's it's not really a science. It can be no. examined using a scientific basis, but it's it's really an understanding of of, of humanity. And yeah. I think you've got to, you know, can you not use the entertainment forum to attract people and then to provide them with good, reliable information? Yeah, I mean that that's fair enough. But I, I, the, my experience is when I come across uh, teams that, uh, that that do that. Uh, a more like, money, a more like money. Parasites. Money markers. Not at all. Money markers. <laughs> I, I, I just think with with teams and groups like that, I think they they kind of miss the point, and it, I don't know. It's it, it's very money centered nowadays. Um, you know, it's. It, it, I don't know. It's, it's very. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, you've raised an interesting, another interesting uh, topic there. This one of money, uh, because groups need funds in order to be able to fund the and resource their resources, uh, research, uh, research and their investigations. You know, yeah. equipment ain't cheap. It isn't cheap to get to a location. Yeah, is it go stock costs a lot of money. If, oh, if it worked, it'd be a bargain. Um, yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you've got a ghost arc, send it to me. I want to take one apart. But nonetheless, um, I'll find out. I'll, I'll fix it for you. You can put um, four wires back. <laughs> battery. <laughs> but, uh, who invented that? Massimo, we're going to have to get him on the show, you know. But anyway, money. Groups need money. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, a commercial side to a group is that necessarily a bad thing if it's if the money is then channeled to the investigation side for example and also for yeah, preservation yeah that's a good point and i know when whilst well, in secret hauntings we had to do two or three public events a year to basically fund funders um, exactly. so is that wrong no but then it can't and half the group were kind of going down to the entertainment uh, road, and the other half wanted to, you know, st- stop back and, you know, you know what, what are we actually doing here? We're just basically entertaining the public. Um, so it, it was a bit of a divide, uh, and I know it's a bit of a divide in many groups out there as well. Um, yeah, you're right, and there, I mean there are there are groups that, that I mean all groups face that conundrum of funding. I know some groups where they've actually split the group effectively into two, so they have like a can I say a commercial division and a research side, and one funds yeah. the other. Um, 
and never the two shall mix. You know, they do their public events and then they channel the money into their private mm -hmm. investigations. Yeah. So they've seemed to have found a solution that way. Um, mm -hmm. You know, money, people, you know, people use the same criticism against mediums, don't they? Oh, you know, oh, they charge for their services. That's a bad thing. Should investigators charge for their services at all? Uh, mm, I don't think so, personally. Um... What is that with I mean, regards to? Well, wait, a minute. all right. Let me ask you this: What is your service? If you're charging for it, what what is your service? Mm. What what will you provide a client with mm. that he will pay you for? Mm. Um, Who are you asking um, there, Ron? Yeah, anyone, so, anyone who asks. Like, well, my, my response to that I mean, would I be: I heard Tumbleweed is going across there yeah. for a while. Well, my well, my response would be. Well, you're not providing them with a service. They're providing you with the opportunity to investigate the location. So, mm. of course, you shouldn't charge in that in those circumstances. Uh, uh, however, if your expertise is called upon, for example, to present on a media show or appear in a, me a media show or to write for a magazine or uh -huh. who are then who are then commercially using your expertise and product to mm. sell their product, then of course you, you have the right to charge for them. For example, if, if you write for a magazine like, and Supernatural. Then they, like Supernatural magazine and then, you know, if, if that was a commercial venture and they're making money from that venture, then you have every right to, I, in fact, they have a moral obligation to, charge, to, to pay you. You know, they can't just turn around and say, oh, you should do it for free. You know, we'll make money off your back. And it's the same with the media. You get endless, I mean, I know Probably I know Ron does. I know I do. Tommy's probably had them as well. You get this call from the the local TV company. We're going to make a you know we want to make a documentary. We need a ghost hunter. Will you appear in it? Uh, or there's no budget, but you get the exposure. Yeah, it's <laughs> wrong. Yeah, it is wrong. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's funny. But back in the old days, that would have been good because uh, exposure in media. Uh, was very rare for ghost hunting groups and paranormal researchers. And, and so in that case, uh, it was okay for just exposure. But now there are so many groups out there, uh, Tomo, and, and you mentioned that in your article, uh, that it, it, it just, you know, it's, it's not the same. It's just, you know, exposure, there's just too many groups. They're always in the news. They're always coming up with wonderful pictures of, Oh, wonderful and stuff. captures and yes, yes, yes. So, it, you know, it's difficult. So yeah. your time is worth money and, and, and nowadays, and it certainly should be, uh, you know, taken care of. But anyway, yeah. uh, that, that I, was thinking of write, I was thinking of writing a hit song next. Uh, if you want to cut, make it paranormal, put a ring around it. He <laughs> <laughs> did. Ron wouldn't get that. He's too old. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, wait a minute! I posted those dancing freaking stormtroopers from uh, British Got Talent. Uh, they were cool. They were cool. And they did that song, so I, I'm yeah, aware. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. If you want to make it powerful, we'll put ring around. Okay, so so let's go back to Tomo. Remember him? He's yeah. our guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, you said you left the group and to go to the serious side of it. So I I, I want to know what is the serious side of ghost hunting because. I think um, what I mean when I say the serious side of paranormal, I think taking time out to research the, the topic is a is a big 
is a big thing. I mean, there's a lot of groups out there that uh, that have not even read a, a book by Harry Price or, or somebody like that. Uh, and I think I think that's kind of a bit of a letdown, um, to be honest, nowadays. Um, so I mean, research I think is key um, to a lot of things, um, and I think t- m- making the time and effort to delve into old cases and things like that, I think it gives you a better understanding of, of kind of of what's happening um, uh, around us. Um, so yeah, instead of going out to do the public events, um, do some research. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Uh, but what is the ultimate goal of the serious side of ghost hunting? And I'm curious for you, Parsons, too. I'm interested in your answer to that as well. Well, I'll let our guest go first. Remember? Him? Yeah, I will. I will. But I just <laughs> want to put you on the hook with that. I just put really put on the doesn't hook put on me that. on the hook. Doesn't put me on the hook. Yeah, we'll see. Um, for me personally, I, I would like some uh, personal evidence uh, for myself. Basically, I'm being selfish here. Um, I've not had a great deal happen to me, <laughs> but it seems like every group in the country has had their experiences. Um, so for me, it's a personal experience. Um, and hopefully, um, if I can uh, help people on the way to understand what what they're experiencing, I think that would be my ultimate goal. Really, I can't, but I I have to agree. Uh, it, you know, you get all of these people who say, "Oh, I'm in it to help people. I'm in it to uh, give something back. I'm here to provide evidence to debunk." What does that to- all mean? to prove the existence of the afterlife and prove we survived death, that's all BS, because what you're really... I mean, there are people... That's not BS, that's wrong to say that. There are people who who have those noble ideals. But ultimately, I think the majority of people, if we're absolutely hand-on-heart honest, are in it for ourselves. We found something fascinating. We think it's really cool. Um, You know, it's piqued our interest, and we want to find out for ourselves. So that's that's I I believe is how you I think it probably is the raison d'être for the majority of people if they're honest. But you get you get these high-minded people explaining that you know they want to put back something into society and that they want to help beleaguered homeowners who are inflicted with poltergeists and and all manner and demons and all manner of other BS. But that's that's their bag. You know, good luck to them for doing it. Um, I think the honest I think Tomo hit the nail right on the head. Do it for yourself, because you're not going to change anybody else's opinion. And, and they, reali- I've, tr- I've tried doing that, and it's not worked. It won't. <laughs> you know, it's it, fired. You, you, yeah. you, know, you know, I've told you that since the beginning, when I first started the New England Ghost Project, the goal was to either prove or disprove the existence of uh, the afterlife. And then I sort of realized that, you know, no matter what you came up, you, there would be people, if a ghost came up to them, if they existed and slapped the person across his face, and they still wouldn't believe in it. So, yes, that, that's the point. And I think all good paranormal investigators have that self, selfish streak in them, including Harry Price and, and the earlier ones. Uh, but the, the reason is, okay, they want to experience, but they do a little bit more than just go out and say, okay, I want to see an apparition and call it that. They go and look at all ends of it and, and try to document it, which is... Uh, which is unheard of nowadays. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah, yeah, I, don't, I, I, there's no, I don't think there's... I mean, there's probably a handful of groups that do it, 
um, compared to the the mass of uh, entertainers out there. It's, uh, it's it seems to me it's going backwards. It really does, but that's my personal view. <laughs> no, you should have a personal view. This is what this is show is about, and which what life is about. You're supposed to have your own view. I, I got to ask Steve on this one, and you know Harry Price started the the National uh, Laboratory for Psychical Research. Did I say that right? You did. Yeah, LPS. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe I did. But oh, anyway, I, I know. <laughs> so, what what was the ultimate goal of the laboratory? So I'll make it quicker, shorter. <clears throat> the the laboratory primary function actually. Oh, I love was, the way you say that. Laboratory was, was a to obviously explore and understand the phenomena, but also um, one of its key features was to promote that within academic research and to try and encourage and support universities and academic research into studying these phenomena which Price always believed was very worthy of study and and he saw the NLPS um, uh, the NLPR sorry as a, I can't believe I just got that wrong um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just letting you off the hook there Ron um, as, a, as a stepping stone towards uh, moving psychical studies into a more mainstream branch of science. But that hasn't happened, has it really? No, it hasn't. It very, uh, nearly, it very nearly did. Price, Price went to a number of universities throughout the UK, uh, the USA and Europe, and uh, he was up against that. Uh, what uh, many investigators uh, d- have discovered over the years, you're up against mainstream science, which is very fixed, very Im- uh, immovable in its in its ideas. Right. You know, it won't do anything to rock the boat. People within even modern day parapsychology very rarely go anywhere near spontaneous cases because it's it's an area where it's considered to be very much a fringe. You know, you, you, it's a fringe pursuit. Ghosts don't exist, but the possibility of telepathy and clairvoyance and mediumship and the, so, you know, the, the study of consciousness might. Uh, so that's a good area for uh, funding research. But you say, I'm going to, I want funding research to go and look for ghosts. People are going to think you're a cuckoo. And that, that's very much the case within modern-day parapsychology. So... Um, Price discovered that, although he did get close on a number of occasions with the University of London, um, where he did set up the University of London uh, Laboratory for Psychical Science, which was in it, which was the later incarnation, obviously, of the NLPR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just even today, it's it's not not really accepted. I don't know how it is in UK. Are there any any uh, credited universities that that have courses on? Uh, paranormal investigating at all uh well we're coming too close to the break but no there aren't there are no mainstream universities in the world that i understand uh, offer uh, courses in spontaneous case research that's a shame actually but i know even myself when i, I was <coughs> able to get my course into northern essex uh it's still you know, when the regime changed, it was dumped again. So uh, there's still a lot of uh, resistance to it. Uh, but anyways, we are coming up to the break, so we do have to take a break. And you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International. <laughs> Steve Parsons and Ron Pollock and our special guest, Tomo Warrington. And we'll be right back after the following messages right here on Tojanet, Pararex, and beyond.
Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Blassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be. With remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased, we'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the Parrax family. There you go. There's the heartbeats that bring us back into part two of Ghost Chronicles. No way. Yeah. I don't know whose heartbeats they are, but they're... Not mine. Very steady. And our guest tonight is Tom Warrington, formerly of... Oh, God almighty. Secret, yeah. Bomber County and all that. Yeah, yeah, I remember Bomber (laughs) County. Yeah, I remember all that. (laughs) But but after after artistic differences with the group, he has now struck out on his own and has decided to... Just because he wouldn't dress up fancy dress, that's all. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Says the expert. Um, Has now decided to step out on his own and has become an accomplished writer and... uh, contributed to numerous tomes and works, including Supernatural magazine. Supernatural. I'm going to say it like that. Yes. Supernatural. Anyway. Do you get paid so, for being in Supernatural magazine? <laughs> no. That's just wrong. Yeah, tell me about Anybody it. from the magazines listening, pay him. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking. We were talking about Harry before the break. I mean, the conversation often comes around to price, and a lot of people, you know, uh, resort to Harry Price as uh, the de facto ghost hunter. But he wasn't the first, and in fact, uh, he, he. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no denying his contribution. Uh, many 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 of the techniques that we 
still used today and, and our ghost kits can be traced back to price but price was uh, was just one of many that we enjoyed here in Britain and indeed in America we, we had um, Elliot Gould Elliot Femenesis or whatever the hell his name <laughs> yeah, was in Greece we had, right yeah yeah was it, uh, he actually solved the case i mean that's that's pretty cool that's more than we've ever managed i know you know <laughs> give me a break <laughs> But his first case, I think. <laughs> but you also have Andrew Green, who is um, probably as famous as Price, uh, but is now sadly um, lapsed away. And was 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 actually for me um, the first discovery of the Ghost Hunters because Price sort of you know, he was probably a little bit out of print. But in in the late seventies, Andrew Green, another British investigator, a member of the Ghost Club, um, published uh, it was in seventy six a a paperback book called Ghost Hunting, A Practical Guide, um, which I, I still have my original dog-eared copy. Uh, now, that was the book that, that probably inspired me more than any uh, as a teenager to go out and start ghost investigating and then discover price from there. Um, and I'm, I'm pleased to say that Andrew Green's book uh, is being reworked and republished. So oh, uh, very good. Oh, that's cool. that's that's really good news. Hopefully that'll come out this year as well. Actually, I, I was reading uh, Tomo's bio or, or whatever, or his blog or something, and he said he started investigating at the age of ten, which is mm-hmm. interesting as well. Yeah. So, what, what, tell us a little bit about that. Um. Uh, well, my uncle started it off for me, really. Um, really. Yeah. Uh, he 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 gave me a a book for Christmas, and. It was, uh, I think it was a Strange But True, which was a oh, TV yeah. program. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. Um, And this was a case book of the very famous Enfield Porter guys. Um, so that's, that started everything off for me. The Jenny Randalls and Peter Huff book. Yes. Yeah, I have it in front of me. That's we got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've still got <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, I'm going to test you now and see how well you remember it from your 10 year old Oh, my days. God. You're not going Enfield to. case. I can't find the Enfield case, actually. Good. Yeah, I think it's halfway through. There's Pauly, there's Pete the Poltergeist, the Highway of Horror, Ghost of Dover. Was that Pete, Pete the Poltergeist in Wales, wasn't it? Yeah, he was in Cardiff yeah. in, in, in the lawnmower shop. He used to throw That's tools right. and money. What? Yes. Yeah. Brilliant case. Pete, and I, I uh, the the uh, investigator, uh, I was I was proud to know. So, uh, page eighty three. Let's let's just quickly recap on Pete the Poltergeist, seeing as we did actually mention him. Um, <clears throat> David Fontana, who was an acad- who was a parapsychology a psychology professor, um, started to investigate this case in nineteen eighty nine from South Wales, and it revolved around a small business in Cardi- Cardiff called Mower Services, Lawnmower Services, and the adjoining retail shop. Um, it started with stones bouncing off the roof, and naturally the owners thought that ch- local children were impossible, uh, were responsible, um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, to deal with it, it became a responsive poltergeist. <clears throat> On one occasion, while the investigators, including David Fontana, were there, they'd locked up the premises, stood around a bench, placing their hands in plain view of all of the others, and John... Uh, one of the investigators requested uh, to throw as a stone, and they were amazed when a stone immediately fell onto the table. Uh, then one of them said, hang on, if we're going to do this as a proper test, we should be writing it down. At which point, obli- obligingly, a pen dropped onto the floor, followed by a sheet of headed notepaper. 
that's very nice. A poli- a, a, a bli- he threw money. Pete, Pete the poltergeist threw money and all that. Seriously? Of- yeah. yeah. And he would it, throw, it, throw it, coins. The sorry. The activity just happened in the, uh, the the workplace. I think it, I believe it went to his house as well. That's right. That yeah. right? He yeah. would also uh, Pete would also assist them when he was well, when um, Fred, who was the the owner, was um, working. Uh, he would he would sometimes reach out for a, a spanner, a wrench, and or ask Pete to pass him the wrench. And uh, many times the uh, the right and correct wrench was passed. You know, this kills me. This brings up an interesting point. Is is we we've had many cases like this to, of spirits that were actually helpful. I know there's a, a lighthouse keeper that did uh, this, and there's some some other cases that I know of. And yet, on the news and on the the TV, I should take the news. I take that back. On the TV shows, it's it's never helpful spirits. It's always these demons and and so forth. Why, why do you think we've changed from the helpful ghosts to uh, demons? Is, is the world going to Armageddon, or what's the story here? Hmm. You got I think, that. I think I think wow. it's a scare factor more than anything nowadays. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. But I mean, even even that. I mean, we get requests to do investigations, and it's 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 like you know, you know, people are getting mocked up, and dogs are getting kicked, and whatever. It's it's always <laughs> evil stuff, and you know, I, I I don't see that. And, and you know, why is this rising? Because it sells television programs. Yeah, but this is just people, not not yeah, even. Yeah, but, but that, I mean that's driven by the movies. I mean people so watch. Think so, huh? People watch, you know, the scary movie on Saturday night. That's almost been a tradition, both sides of the Atlantic, hasn't it? Yeah. But we have a long tradition of helpful spirits. If you if you think back to the Grimm brothers, you know, the, the tales there of, um, you know, the, the the little people or this mythical fi- figures that would that would come and make shoes in the middle of the night. One of oh, the earliest, nice. one of the earliest. Um, cases that we have on record which was recorded way back in the 12th century again in wales is of a what we might interpret as a poltergeist but was a a spirit who was um described as a demon because they always were back in the 12th century but was nonetheless a helpful figure in that he would procure things for the family and for the household and that he would help the you know help the family in the household. So it was a helpful demon then, but it was denounced by the church as demonic. Of course it was. So there is a there is a, a tradition, but they they don't you know evil cells, isn't it? Yeah. So you know, could you imagine the um, the Amityville case if you know the family moved in and all of a sudden food started appearing on the table, the, the <laughs> floor the floor they came home the floor had been mopped and cleaned, <laughs> the kids had got ready for had been got ready for school. <laughs> Yeah, beds have been made. It just wouldn't have, you know, it wouldn't have been a good book, would it? Let's no. be honest. And what would what would Ed and Lorraine have done? Oh wow! Well, probably yeah. They had the Enfield case, they didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> so, so Tomo, what interests you in the paranormal? What what is your particular interest? Is it just uh, general, general, or do you have a specific field? Yeah, in it, I think it originally started with the uh, poltergeist phenomenon. And then um, I kind of started doing my, my own research and soon realised how big the paranormal umbrella actually was and didn't uh, specifically go down the road of ghosts and ghoulies, um, but it was a, a number of things, um, like UFOs and things like that. So, it, yeah, it, I mean, it started off with the poltergeist thing and then uh, obviously ghosts and apparitions, um, 
and uh, I've been recently looking into ufology as well. So, yeah. So that's kind of a broadband then. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, as far as your research, I mean, what do you do with it? you? Write articles with it? Uh, yeah. You, is there a book coming or anything like that? Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Um, no, I'm. I'm going to carry on doing my articles. Um, I always said there's no book in it. Yeah. <laughs> Says the guy who. Really yeah, took my two in two days. Then, yeah, then all of a sudden, two two came along at the same time. But, yeah. do you, do you, I mean, you currently write for Supernatural magazine. You also write for um, uh, it's a parazine, isn't it? I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, now. and uh, I've just had a new one for um, Phenomena magazine with Steve. I think oh, Steve Mara. S- sorry about that. Who? <laughs> what? That's that's a real shame. What? <laughs> Well, you know, we've got this guy over here called Steve Mara who, who tells the world he's a parapsychologist when he just isn't. But oh. Actually, his magazine... Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I had a guy on this show uh, that told yeah. me anybody can call themselves a parapsychologist. They can, and he does, okay. and he trades on it, but um, his okay. qualifications are not in what, what uh, recognised as parapsychology. I've got to say, though, Phenomena magazine is absolutely uh, top, it's absolutely top yeah. draw. It it's, is really good. It yeah. is probably the um, the best magazine that we've got in the UK. Um, is it printed? It's entirely free. It's a downloadable PDF, um, oh. and it's excellent. My, you know, I only take issue over people calling themselves what they probably aren't, what they are definitely aren't. Um, that said, yeah, yeah. Work, 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 work. <laughs> moving quickly on. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen. Call it, yeah. you know, call a spade a spade. So, how can people find your writings? Because there's not much on Facebook. Um, you're not, no, you're not these authors like we, you know, like a lot of the authors will, you know, they put their article, page. they put their article into the magazine and then, you know, uh, link every Facebook page for the following week to it. Exactly. And yeah. then, ba- and then bask in everybody going, "Oh, you're such a wonderful writer." Yeah, I'm not. No, I. I, I I do the articles. I, I let the comments roll in, and I, I view the comments on the on the magazine website, um, which I quite enjoy reading some of the comments. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I, I I have I do have a, a public page for myself um, um, that I do put my articles on. Um, uh, uh, if you can type in Thomas Warrington. Uh, writer and investigator into Facebook, you shall find me. Um, I've got a nice black and white picture of myself. <laughs> um, and you can find all the articles on there, really. Um, but um, I'm, I'm still looking for some new uh, magazines to write for. Um, and I've also been approached from a uh, a group, and I can't think for the life of me who, they, who they're called now, but they're quite a, a serious uh, paranormal group. Uh, I think based in the Midlands, um, uh, and I think Steve, I think Steve, you kind of uh, put something on your Facebook about them. Um, but they want to do um, some articles. Um, they want me to write for them, basically. So uh, I'm looking at doing that as well. Um, I can't think of their name now. <laughs> well, and I said something nice about. Them. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Well, I, I think I saw that. <laughs> And I clicked on their website, 
and they were advertising for people to do uh, yeah. to to contribute to their group, um, and I think that's how it started. So um, yeah, so it's not yeah. Parasearch is it? Uh, no, not Parasearch. No, no. no. Just type in Paranormal Group UK, you'll find it. No, you'll get a thousand responses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and the rest. But there are more groups. They'll, they'll, they'll all be in New England. They'll all be uh, inside the um, abandoned apartment in Hull, anyway. So, so, so. I mean, obviously, this doesn't pay. This sort of work doesn't pay the bill. Um, I mean, no. does Supernatural magazine pay you, for example? We already no. said that. No, no. I'm asking, no, I no. want to ask it. I want to no. ask it again. No. <laughs> No, they don't. No, they never paid me. That's the third time we've said that. We, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, there's a political point being made here. They never paid me. That's why I stopped writing for them. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> but, but, no, seriously. Uh, Ron, you have a, something that, you know, there's a, you've got this monthly newsletter thing now that's developing into a, an interesting page read each month. Of course, right? we still have Ghost Chronicles on the back burner. We're just waiting to well, I was referring to the NEGP. I know, I know, I know, but whatever. Yeah. Let's ignore that. Uh, oh, I'm just trying to. I'm just touting for business for Tom. I know. I understand. You're such a sweetheart. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Uh, anyways, he, w- he won't pay you either, Tom. Yeah, Tomo. <laughs> so, um, anything else that you wanted to bring up that that uh, you know I, I want to f- skip something? And anything particular else you would like to bring up before I get to your article? And I do want to get to your article too, by the way. Uh, yeah. Well, I've got a. Um... I've got a big charity event uh, coming up on the 23rd of May. Which it's is a fancy fun. dress? No, definitely not. <laughs> it's definitely not a fancy dress uh, party. Okay. Uh, I'm doing a uh, charity event for cancer research, mm-hmm. um, and I shall be spending 24 hours alone at uh, Kelvedon Hatch Nuclear Bunker in Essex, Ooh, which should well. be very interesting. I know it well. I can give okay. you uh, well. I, I can give you. I can give you heads up on Kelvin Hatch actually because. Can we put you know, that link on our page, Steve? <laughs> yeah, we'll go on there. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, I can give you heads up on Kelvin Hatch. I presume you've been there on a recce. No, oh, not yet. All right. Yet. Well, there's a very long corridor that leads up on a gradual slope from the from the basement level. Um, right. And the doorway to that is one of the areas where lots of people have had lots of weird stuff happen and they don't yeah. like it very they much. They get killed there. They've had their hair ripped out. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> well, during one of our visits there, I took the opportunity to do some really basic uh, infrasound measurements. And you, we go. You, you've got a big infrasound high area there. Uh, oh, right I, the doorway on the bottom. I, the base I knew he'd bring infrasound the, into this. The base of the long I, corridor. Might be yeah. worth, you know, like, don't step, uh, that's not a place to put your sleeping bag. Don't right. go in the dark. Okay, that's noted. Yeah, right. the, hospital, the hospital wing's nice and warm. Oh, lovely. No infrasound there. Yeah, you can sleep next to the coffin. Uh, no, the, 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 the infrasound high area was, as I say, at the end of the... Because what you had, uh, the technical term for it, it's a Helmholtz resonator, and it was yeah. producing quite strong amounts quite understand on the night oh, during right. the visit that I was there so uh, might be worth a heads up mm. yeah so I've already debunked it yes, been there. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> not, there's no need for me to go now is there really well, yeah you've got, to spend, you've got to spend 24 hours in that building I know I, I might bring a board games play on my own and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no no you might get you know you might be chased around in the dark uh, by well, some thing, the thing is guys. Uh, what Ron oh, doesn't realise is that the walls on that are what about 8 foot thick 
blast-proof yeah. concrete. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean... It's a, it's, a, it's a big location. Yeah, you're not going to get any Wi-Fi through that, are you? No. So, uh, yeah, if, so, if anything... Tom, I want to thank you very much, by the way, for that, that suggestion, because I, I'm actually thinking of doing that for, because uh, I'm also chairman of the board for the uh, Friends of uh, Portsmouth Howard Lighthouse, so I think I might actually do copy your event. What, and you're going to spend 24 hours in Kelston Hatch? Lock down myself into a lighthouse, uh, on a deserted lighthouse for 24 hours, and people can donate money to save me. You're going to dress up? <laughs> Of course I'm going to dress up. What do you mean? <laughs> Pirate costume? Oh, yeah. yeah no, no. I'm, going to, I'm going to drag. Anyways, no, I think that's a great great event, and, and it's for a great cause. And uh, yeah. that was one of the things that intrigued me uh, and why I asked you to be on the show. Okay. And uh, I wish you the best of luck at that. Yeah, thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, you know what? It would be interesting. There is a big, I just, there is a big difference, actually, oh. because Kelvin Hatch, when, when, when Tom goes inside and he shuts the big blast doors, because Kelvin Hatch used to be a nuclear, a government nuclear bunker. Yes, yes. And, uh, it, is, it is very remote once that door is shut because you're isolated. Now, if, I'm, if you're going to Portsmouth Harbour Lighthouse, you're inside. No, 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 no. I am going go to, to Whaleback. Black, Black ah, yeah. Off the coast, on a rock. Oh, and being locked in, so uh, there you go. Because I was going to say, if you're going to get, if you're going to choose Portsmouth Harbour, I mean, come on, you're surrounded by the by the U.S. Coast Guard. No, I'm not going. <laughs> what could nice possibly try. go wrong? With that? <laughs> nice try. Besides, I'm sure I'll be inundated with infrasound there anyway. So, infrasound with great white sharks. Yeah, for the the waves that cause it, all kinds of infrasound that'll. Well, yeah, yes, they do. Yes, they do. I, was, I told you. See, you know, I'm just agreeing with you. I just saved you your. You're, uh, no, you, whatever. You just deny me an opportunity to talk about infrasound again. That's what yeah, I'm really exactly. I try to, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, Tomo, uh, your article, which was, oh God, I just can't, forgot the name of it. Uh, it's something about the the future of ghost hunting, right? Uh, that was one of them. Uh, oh, I, think, one I, I think the one you're talking about uh, it was the one called "Is Paranormal yeah. Research Dying?" Yeah, that could be the one. That's the one. <laughs> okay, so. Is is it dying? Uh, from my point of view, it seems to be. Okay. <laughs> um, it... Go on, sorry. No, oh, good. I, I was letting you continue. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I, just from what I've experienced with groups and teams and what I've seen and what I've I've read and on the internet and uh, other social media sites, I, I just think it's totally going backwards nowadays and there's not enough serious groups out there. Um, pushing it into the the scientific view as such. Um, so the, the the article was touching on a few things uh, about uh, mostly about groups um, taking a stars in their eyes approach of ghost hunting, and uh, of course everything is haunted and because it's derelict, uh, um, which is um, why I, I kind of. Uh, puts me to the conclusion that there's not enough serious investigators out there, really. So, hence why I wrote the article. Um, so, what was the response to it? Um, it, it, was, it was really good, actually. It was quite positive. Um, uh, a lot, a hell of a lot of people agreed. Um, a, a lot of people from America agreed. Um, uh, it kind of got a mixed mix bag review f uh, from people in England. 
which I thought, well, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, I can see why kind of thing, because there are thousands and thousands of groups who are just in it for the money. Um, so, of course, they were uh, backfiring at me and just saying, oh, no, it's definitely not dying. And, yeah, and what so they're also saying, I'll wager, is we're this, we do it sensibly and seriously. And we take of it, course, yes. We're all we scientific. Do. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I've, I've had all them, yeah. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> and and, and I, I find that amusing that they say they do it for the money because Steve and I both know that uh, uh, it's difficult to live on the money you make for ghost hunting, unless, unless of course, you're a medium. But that's another story, right? Uh, well, I, I, I disagree with that. I think some, some of the ghost hunting companies, and I call them companies, they are making a massive a lot of money. Um, for instance... Well, yeah, okay, give me a for instance. I'm, I'm interested. Okay. Um, they're doing right, so I can copy it. Yeah, <laughs> well, basically, they're they're over they're charging a ridiculous amount of money for locations that I know personally um, are charging very little to hire. Um, that's one way they're doing it. Uh, also, they're jumping on these media uh, Daily Mirror articles as such that uh, um, have one just been. Um, I think uh, somebody owns a, an apartment in Hull or something like that, and of course it's got a malevolent spirit in, and all these groups are uh, jumping on the bandwagon um, and charging eighty nine to a hundred pounds for a six hour ghost hunt. Um, which is it's gobsmacking, really. Um, it, it, the, 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 you're paying to be in a... You can't get rich on that. Either. Oh, you can well, when you you've can, got you about 40 or 50 people that do it, attend. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you how else they do it, because these these groups, these organisations, they don't pay the people that are running the event. What they tend to do is, or might cover the cost for them, but they, mm. they ask for volunteers who must be experienced yes. investigators with their own equipment yeah. and with their own wait, cars. Wait, wait. Who's making yeah. the money? I'm not getting this. Uh, two or three people. Pe- two or three. No. Uh, well, they get paid for the building, but I know, for example, as Tomo just said, you, you know the cost of some of the venues. I mean, the, mm. you, you can phone yeah. up and ask them. Um, I think, you, you know, these not-for-profit groups, they, mm. they then turn around and say, we can do this as 20 places, £60 a pop. Um, so you, you just do the simple math and you realise that there's a lot of money. Now you also, if you look at their web pages or their Facebook pages, all of the people, their investigators, except perhaps maybe the lead investigator, are volunteers. They're doing it because they get to go to the location free of charge. So there's no outlay on team expenses. Uh, so once you've paid the venue, which is probably about 40% of the total take, covered yeah. the covered any transport and, uh, you know, Mars bar, chocolate bar, you know, uh, yeah. costs that are involved, 50%, 50, 50% of that, yeah, cheap biscuits, 50% yeah. of that is clear profit. Yeah, exactly. I, it's not clear profit. I, I don't see how you it, it, come it up with because, that stuff. It is it, because they're it, not for profit, so therefore they're not not tax declared. They're not exactly. paying anybody. They have yeah. no staff outlay costs. They have they have they, they have no phone. They have no internet. They have no. Uh, no you because know, all of their advertising. Let's be honest. All of your advertising now. Well, I, I said that's in the ten percent. Um, you know, you, the cost of actually getting, giving your uh, the volunteers uh, the ability to get there and buying the biscuits, you're you're talking between forty to fifty percent clear pro, uh, cloth, uh, profit at the end of the day. Yeah. And well, now, what it, is that? 
for one event. Now, there's only are, one event. These, How many yes, events these, do you do? These organizations are doing maybe two or three events a week. Over I, know, I know a company who are actually doing one a day for a whole yeah, week. One a, Seriously? Yeah. How can Seriously? they draw that many Not people you. to do it one a day? Because it's sixty the, pounds a person. I mean, it's and, it, and it's the same location as well. Yeah, I, I don't get that. Because it's a, a location such as uh, the hostel that Tomo just alluded to up in Hull, yeah. uh, such as the Poltergeist House in Pontefract that, yeah. that was featured on Most Haunted and has been in the media. Anywhere yeah. which is popular, people want to go there. There is a demand. A company moves in. Uh, it's you know there isn't very many with exclusive. Deals, so you have a range of options and prices, um, but that all of them are working on a, between the thirty and fifty percent profit margin. When you do that, you, you, you stack up the figures. Um, all of them declare that themselves not for profit. We are a not for profit organisation. You see it time and time and time and time well, again. It's one thing on to declare it; the other thing is the governor okay's it. It's a well, big the thing, thing is that they, there are there are some legitimate events companies such as Haunted Happenings. Uh, mm. And others who are fully, uh, you know, they they are stating that what they're doing is providing a service. They provide. Yeah, we'll have to talk this. We're almost out of time, so we're going to have to finish it up. I'm sorry. Uh, anyways, you're listening. This is this is really disturbing to me. Uh, so, anyways, Tomo, we want to thank you. Tomo Warrington has been our guest. We want to thank you so much uh, for joining us, and uh, it's always very interesting to speak with you. And uh, yeah. Anything yeah, else you want to add for the last minute? I'll give Supernatural uh, Magazine a plug. Yes, that's yeah, that. of course. I think we've done that enough, Steve, tonight. Though, yeah, exactly. <laughs> did, he pay, did he pay you? Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, On that bombshell, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I too. That's freaking dodgy, if you ask me. Anyway, <laughs> all right, so it's time to wrap it up, I guess. I don't hear any music, do you? No, no. We can no. play the X-Files theme. Okay. Let's go. There you go. Good night. God bless. Good night, everyone. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us good luck. In today's building.